0: Yeah, it's the kid, 50 Cent, and this is what's hot on the streets from Hot 97. Hot 97, WQHT, New York.
1: The Nicki Minaj multimedia takeover continues. The singer, rapper, fashion diva is headed towards finding a winner for this season of American Idol. But she won't be taking a big break afterwards because Nicki is already set to make her big screen debut in a movie called The Other Woman and also starring Cameron Diaz. Nicki will play Cameron's sassy assistant. In other news, the meow mix is still very spicy between Sierra and Rihanna. Sierra called Rihanna crazy and said that she needed help. Rihanna then Instagrammed a message saying, saying, quote, how are you going to hate from the outside? Thanks for the promo, sis, end quote. And then Sierra said this to MTV News, quote, at this point, I really don't care. I wish her well, end quote. As in, I wish she was at the bottom of a well? It's your Hot 97 News Update with Miss Info on Hot 97.
0: WQHT New York City. Welcome to Hot 97's Street Soldiers. The hottest talk on radio. Hosted by Lisa Evers.
2: I'm so glad you're joining us for this episode of Street Soldiers. I'm Lisa Evers. Follow me on Twitter at Lisa Evers and Google+. Plus. Just type Lisa Evers in the search. In this episode, we're talking about the terrorist next door. What makes someone turn to terrorism? Let us know what you think. Call us at 1-800-223-9797. That's 1-800-223-9797. Or send us a text with your comment. Hit us up at 75759. Text us at 75759. Nine. How are you feeling about all the terrorism, all the influence, all of the talk about it, and the emphasis on this that's been happening the past two weeks ever since the Boston Marathon's bombing? Give us a call right now, 1-800-223-9797. Hit us up with a text at 75759. And now's the time to text your family and friends out of state and tell them to listen to the our live stream of this show on Hot97.com. Now, we have learned from Mayor Bloomberg and Police Commissioner Ray Kelly this week that the two Boston Marathon bomb suspects, Tamerlan Cernayev and his 19-year-old brother Jahar wanted to come to New York with some of their explosive devices and light up Times Square after the death and destruction they allegedly caused at the Boston Marathon. Now, our thoughts and prayers go out to the people of Boston and especially to the victims and their families. There are many aspects of the ca- of this case to talk about, but we're, what we're focusing on to start with is the surviving suspect Jahar. He's now in a federal prison facing the death penalty. How does a 19-year-old college student we're talking about Jahar here who wants to become a doctor who was a wrestling star in high school whose friends describe as responsible and thoughtful and a great friend well well how does somebody like that turn to terrorism jihad and Islamist extremist views And those around him don't seem to notice. Nobody seems to notice that this is going on. Was it his older brother's influence? Was it something that happened to him earlier that he kept secret? Had he been living a double life all along? Was he brainwashed? We're going to find out what our guests have to say about all this right now. And, of course, we're going to take your telephone calls. Can you really know somebody? Can you know if somebody close to you is turning in this direction, is ready to turn to violence? Give us a call right now, 1-800-223-9797, and hit us up with a text. Text us at 75759. Now joining me in studio is John Cartier. His brother James Cartier was killed in the September 11th terror attacks. John went on to uh, form a motorcycle club. He's the president of the American Brotherhood Motorcycle Club. It's a diverse group that came together to keep the memory of 9-11 alive. John, thanks for being with us again. We appreciate it.
3: Thank you so much for having me. We appreciate it. Also with us
2: is Jeff Witt. He's a former U.S. Army Special Operations Force. He was on the Counterterrorism Task Force at Fort Bragg during 9-11. Jeff, thanks for being with us. We appreciate it. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you. Also joining us on the phone is Stephen Hassan. He's a mind control expert. His website is freedomofmind.com. His book is called Freedom of Mind, Helping Loved Ones Leave Controlling People, Cults, and Beliefs. Stephen, thank you for joining us.
4: Oh, thank you. It's Hassan, by the way. Oh, Hassan. I'm sorry. I'm not Middle Eastern, for Uh those who the spelling they think that i am but I'm uh, actually jewish from uh, queens new york <laughs> originally
2: <laughs> all right well thank you for clarifying that and mm-hmm. let me uh, also introduce Elsie granderson he's a cnn contributor elzy thank you so much for being with
5: us Good, thank you very much for having me
2: we appreciate it elzy you've been following this for cnn since this happened on april 15th and what are your thoughts right now about where we're at with this
5: well, you know, it's it's like an onion at this point, right? When you you're first dealing with this this tragedy, and we were so focused in on the questions of why. I Even mean, in your introduction, the, the focus was so much on on the on the captured suspect. You know, how did he turn? How come no one noticed anything? And as the onion gets more and more closer to the center, as we peel more and more layers, we're finding out that there were perhaps some signs that he was. Heading in this direction. I recall one interview by someone who called him a great guy in high school. And when they asked him about his brother, um, he said he had never met his brother. In fact, he didn't even know where he really lived. He was always dropped off around the corner. And then Jakar would just kind of walk home. And I immediately thought, so this is like your boy, this is like a really close friend, you've never even been to this house, he won't even allow you to drop you off in front of his house, he always drops you off around the corner and, let it, and you let him walk, and so to me that was like a, a flag, right? Like maybe yeah, like this person's fighting something. Right, <laughs> exactly. And then when you go back, you know, I've combed through some of the things he said on Twitter, and there were, you know, random phrases that were used in this Twitter, Twitter account that, you know, that were... You know, questionable in hindsight. Obviously, while you're going through it day to day, you don't really piece it all together. But in hindsight, perhaps there were signs there as well. And then last night, and this this morning, we're discovering that um, you know Russia had wiretaps of the mother talking to the older son about jihad. And you know, my first question, I'm sure the question that a, a number of authorities have is why did the Russians, when they first informed us to look at. Look at the son. Why didn't they tell us about this conversation the mother had had? Um, so you know we're just well, beginning. But, but they had,
2: but they had alerted, they had alerted the FBI
5: later. Right, on. but they didn't tell them about the conversation, the tape conversation with the mother. Right. So they had the FBI had informed the, the, the you know they had informed the FBI to look after the son, but they didn't tell them immediately about the conversation they had from 2011. And so now obviously the question is, well, why didn't you tell us? That would be like, you know, someone saying, I think your man's cheating on him and <laughs> you don't say, Well, you and know, by the I got way you brought the side
2: chick to the wedding last <laughs> year right, and exactly. everybody saw it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, <laughs> just so, to put it in our so hip hop so terms, let me bring in John John Cartier. John, this was the first this was the first terror attack on American soil since nine eleven. You lost your brother on September 11th. You've been fighting ever since then to keep his memory alive and also to remind people of what we lost that day and also the strength that was shown. What went through your mind and your heart when you when you saw this unfolding in Boston?
3: Well, I, I can tell you that um, I'm surviving the collapse. I was there on September 11th and I survived the collapse. Um, once I saw the bomb go off, I immediately knew that it was a terrorist act. Um, I also knew that... Um, this is, a to me, you know, I'm just a regular guy thinking simple thoughts. Um, seeing it unveil and how, how it was happening, how the law enforcement in Boston had to engage these guys on the streets of small town USA, it's a different game now. You know, they're engaging in, in, a, in a combat situation uh, on, on the streets of these small towns. Um, I, uh, you know, until they caught the second guy, I was on edge you know anxiety um tough to be at work i'm thinking about the people in boston i'm thinking about the victims that are now have to deal with this uh um the tragedy,
2: the tragedy and its and, aftermath and, and, and the and, and, and the fear and
3: it, and it's, it's going to stay with them a long time i mean I, I i still wake up at night you know uh dealing with different aspects of of 911 and and i know that these these families are going to be going through that and um uh, you know i mean uh I, I wish there was a way that you know I I could you know let them all know you know simultaneously that you know nine eleven families we are with you guys one hundred percent we're we're gonna do anything you need any any, any you need to call a nine eleven family member just to to just to see what we went through and and how we're coping with it we'll 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 meet you anywhere it doesn't you know whatever you need that's beautiful
2: that's re- that's really beautiful the um, Jeff Witt, your former military intelligence the Information about somebody. Are there a lot of these guys out there, like the Tamerlan Tsarnaevs? And
6: I would imagine that at least philosophically, there are a lot more than we would imagine. Uh, a lot more than we'd like to think. Um, uh, I was not military intelligence. I actually worked in psychological operations. Just to clarify that. Just, but um, yes, they. Uh, I would say that there's probably a lot more than we think. There's probably a lot more people here who have at least some animosity towards America that could be cultivated and moved in that direction um, you, if you actually do some research on the internet you'll see i wouldn't advise anybody spend too much time doing this but if you if you do spend some time on the internet just looking at some of the ranting and ravings on some of these sites you definitely see it's a lot more prevalent than what we would uh... and there's recommend.
2: a and then are, is military intelligence is the government are they monitoring like this conversation we're talking about between tamerlan and his mother
6: well the military usually gets mostly involved in things that are foreign um, they, I would imagine the FBI, and in some cases, when it goes across seas, CIA would be monitoring those conversations, and they do, you know, red flag that stuff and triage it. I'm sure the 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 thing that you have to remember is that there's so much. Um, You know, it's one thing to harbor feelings of animosity about any particular issue in But what
2: makes somebody act on them? Well, that's our question, and that's what we're talking about on Hot 97 Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. We're taking your telephone calls at 1-800-223- 9797. What makes someone turn to terrorism? And we're going to get to your telephone calls and your text. Text us at 75759. And to all my guests, please feel free to jump in. But Stephen Hassan, you're a mind control expert, and you say that this younger brother, because for a lot of people, I mean, LZ's bringing up some points that it took a long time before that onion was peeled back and we even heard that story about him not wanting people to know where he lived or see his older brother that type of thing but how how does somebody who's like this 19 year old he's a wrestling star he was the one that was arranging trolleys for his senior class so that they wouldn't uh, get into drunk driving crashes after their senior prom i mean how does a guy like that all start building pressure cooker bombs and pipe bombs
4: well lisa um First of all, I grew up in Flushing, Queens, and uh, was recruited into a friend group of a cult at Queens College, and within two weeks, I dropped out of college and quit my job, donated my bank account, and became a Mooney, uh, and believed that uh, democracy was satanic and that we needed a theocracy to run the world for Father Moon, Korean industrialist. Um, And at the point that I fell asleep at the wheel of a van and drove 80 miles an hour into the back of a tractor trailer truck and my family did an intervention called deprogramming back in 1976, I've dedicated my life to learning psychology and the psychology of influence, of persuasion, brainwashing. Mind Control, I've written three books on the subject, and I'm a licensed therapist here.
2: Okay, but Stephen, what about when you heard about the relationship between Tamerlan, the older brother, 26, in the the Boston Marathon bombings, and his 19-year-old brother, Who's now in federal custody facing the death penalty? Some people said, "Okay, well, the teen was influenced by the older brother, especially because the parents were no longer in the United States." What is that possible? Could the could the older brother have brainwashed him?
4: Well, so to use terminology that's more accurate, he certainly was influenced by his older brother, and and just what specific techniques were used. Um, have yet to be uh, understood i'd like to understand more about how tamalin uh... recruited his then wife and got her to drop out of school and convert to islam and work eighty hours a week to support him i think that there's uh... an unfolding onion as was described of information that can fill out that picture but what i can state categorically is that for thirty six years i've worked with thousands of people who've gone through an undue influence Recruitment where they literally were given a new identity with new beliefs and values uh, through a control of behavior, information, thoughts, emotions. Uh, installation of phobias, thought-stopping techniques that are, are used.
2: Okay, and I want to I get into some of those a little bit later on. I also want to get your thoughts on what aspects of this case, of this particular situation, make you think that that might have been going on. But first, let me take some phone calls. Let's go to Al right now from uh, New Jersey. Hi, Al. You're on Hot 97.
7: Hi, this is Al Shariq Um My, what what was the question again? Say it again.
2: You're talking about, we're talking about terrorism, why people turn to terrorism. I think the reason why people turn to terrorism, to
7: be honest, I mean, I'm just a kid still. But when I saw that, I thought it was a trailer, to be honest. Then my mother said, no, that is real.
2: You thought it was a movie trailer.
7: Yes, I really thought it was a movie trailer. And then when I saw it again, I'm like, I'm like, this cannot be real. To make, in order to make people tick like that, it's called a tick. Like you ever got pushed to your limits to the point where you just want to give up, and then do something else and just to feel better. I mean, what they did was really wrong. I, I will never understand what they did, but a lot of people never understand what they did. They just think they was wrong. They is wrong, but in my eyes, that that was really like some jacked up stuff. I know you can't curse on the air, so I'm not. But I'm just a kid still, so what what makes people tick? Like me, I I always got pushed to my limits to the point where I always wanted to give up, or always wanted to go do something, or fight somebody just to get that take over with. But I just like sit there, stay calm. And for them kids, they had a perfect life. They they was good. They went to college. They went to everything. He was a boxing champion. And now I'm like, what made them? What made them go to bombing?
2: What well, that's what we're trying that? to. That's that's what we're trying to understand. Well,
4: if I can just L, thank say, you Lisa, for the call. It's 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 a step, typically a very step-by-step incremental uh, indoctrination. It could be propaganda videos, it could be use of fear and guilt, it could be just the, I'm, un- I'm understanding that the Chechen culture is to be very obedient to your older brother. And just for people to understand, right, there.
2: and the family structure and for, for people. Elsie, just explain for us a little bit about the whole, the family coming from Chech- uh, Chechnya and the the family situation.
5: Well, you know, it's we were entertained, and, and I use that word loosely, with, you know, the first voices that came from the story with the uncle uh, and, you know, the nice neighborhood in Maryland and then the, the the aunt that was in Toronto, and she talked about how she brought them over, uh, you know, one by one, and then the, the parents, for whatever reasons, went back. You know, I, I, to be honest with you, I don't think we really have the truth yet. I don't like talking too much about, you know, the the history, about how those boys ended there, where did they get there, how did they, you know, which cities they visited, because I think there's still a lot that the Russians have on this family that has not been shared yet. If you're telling me that you have this tape from this mother from 2011 that you didn't share with us, how long have you been monitoring this family? And is the information that we're being told in terms of how they, they um, integrated from you know, from their, their part of the world into the United States. Uh, I mean, we know that he became a naturalized citizen and, took, you know, and on September, on September 11, 11th, which is... Last, right, right. So, so we know that, but we, we still don't know where exactly they were sleeping at all times. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I don't want to spend too much time talking about that history because I don't think we really know. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be like a huge conspiracy theorist, but I'll tell you, when I found out that the Russians knew more than what they shared with us, that's when I just decided that what we really need to do is just pause before we jump to any any further conclusions or any more sort of pseudo-analysis until we get more facts extracted. Okay, but LZ, from the also,
2: system. but also, and I've been covering this every day for, for Fox 5 here in New York, uh-huh. and, and the... We also had the FBI say they were warned, they were right. notified once by the Russian government, and then that was it. There was no follow-up, and they kind of, like, closed the case. Yep. The Secretary of Homeland Security, Janet Napolitano, totally contradicted that and said, she said, oh, no, well, Homeland Security knew about it, the CIA knew about it, all these other organizations knew about it. And I agree with you. I mean, I think there's a lot more about this case than we need to know. But for our audience, too, it's like they have to understand Chechnya is predominantly Muslim. There's a, right. There's been a huge, huge rebellion that's been going on there. Some of those for fighters decades. Have, for decades have found their way into Afghanistan, into other wars that, that our soldiers have been involved in. And it's a brutal, you know, it's it's been a brutal, brutal uh, situation over
5: there. You know, we've been, you know, it's been interesting listening to you know, you know, you had a young man on, and there are actually more Americans who still kind of have this world view that, for, that that terrorism is something that happens, you know, on occasion, that we mark them with, you know, statues and memorials and and things of that nature. Where there actually are parts in the world in which terrorism is just a way of life, and the Russians have been involved in essentially what has been a civil war with with these, you know, extremists in Chechnya and. This is something they've been dealing with nonstop, and because of the cold relationship we now have with Russia, maybe they didn't feel compelled to share as much information as they had. Maybe they wanted us to suffer in some level or another. I don't want to. Well, I mean, there's a lot of, much-
2: but there's a lot of questions. If you're if you're taking this, if you're getting asylum from a country and then coming to the United States because you're afraid, then why are you going back to that place where your life was supposedly in danger? And then I think the other thing that really touched people this week was this entire family, and Tamerlan and his wife, up until very recently they were totally supported by welfare so it's, it's right. like it's like our tax dollars <laughs> are being used to fuel terrorism to you know to Which, support these people who hate america and i think that's kind of made a lot of people feel like wait a minute what is going on here i mean how stupid are we
3: i just want to throw something the, out there it, the fact is that you know september 11th was a different attack i mean my brother died in those towers The Boston attack, I think, is an eye-opener for every American out there because even the FBI came out and said, we need your help. We need the citizens of America. We need you guys to look at these pictures. We need you guys to see if you know these guys. And we as a country have to remember that we citizens, brothers and sisters, fathers and mothers, we are the front line. If you see something, you know, I mean, in New York, we we, we got it all over the place. You see something, you say something. I mean, it's a simple little thing, but it's the truth. You know, these...
4: these Can I say something? Go ahead. I think we need to have an alternative for family and friends uh, to turn to when they see someone getting radicalized and making a radical personality change and expressing extremist views that can lean in this direction. Another alternative to law enforcement, uh, a lot of the families are just frozen in fear and they confusion and they don't know what to say and they don't know what to do. And we know from psychology of, of working with people in cults that there's a lot of things that people can do to connect with these individuals and get them to start reality testing and thinking again. Well, what incredibly. about that,
2: Jeff?
5: We don't know. But we don't even know if these, these you know, these two suspects were actually radicalized or if they just were double agents, so to speak.
6: You mean in from other the get-go, words,
2: if, they were, if this was just all, if they were like sleeper cells from the get-go? Exactly. Maybe Jeff, were, what exactly. I mean, Jeff, what maybe about that? Jeff, what about that? Maybe they
6: were raised in it. and um, uh, You know, the family business,
2: Queens, maybe the family business was terrorism. May, and it may have
6: been, and that's why like, you may have been raised in well, be it. correct. And
2: what, oh, well, hold on, hold on one second. Go ahead, Jeff.
6: That's what I think is interesting about uh, Mr. Hassan. I want to say his name right. Um, He... He, he brought up the idea of a cult, and I think that's a very interesting perspective on this because we treat it like it's some kind of religious radicalism, which is technically, if you really get into it, a cult. I mean, when you look at madrasas and what, you mm-hmm. see the pictures of the kids rocking back and forth, which is normal, memorizing their Quranic verses, but with people who are making, while they're doing these mantras, rocking back and forth, they're also being influenced with these ideas that are outside of the normal course of Islam. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're being told that, you know, America's the devil and all these kinds of things that have nothing to do with the core religion itself. And maybe right, these the extremist wing. We want to make that clear. Especially being And I would imagine this is an interesting angle that a lot of people may not have looked at yet. Um, I would hope, at least in the FBI and places like that, they're looking at it. Maybe these kids were raised as radicals. I mean, it wasn't long ago that Chechnya. if you remember, the Chechnyan's took the, the theater in Moscow. Um, right. Uh, and... and that is a very, very radical group. I mean, you have Azerbaijan killing kids. The same, oh, soldiers
2: sh- say killing kids without that, a second thought.
6: That part of uh, that part of what was Russia and what still is Russia in some cases is a very cold and dark place with a very cold and dark history. If, if you actually study that region in Azerbaijan, they had a guy, I believe his name is Ismail, um, who was this terrorist cult leader for a long time. He may still be alive. I don't know. Um, and that whole area, that whole region, all the stands, the from Dagestan over to Afghanistan, you have the, this history of, of radicalism and very cold and hard lives of people. And when you live in those kinds of environments, um, it's very easy to grow up with a cold and dark way of thinking. So
2: basically, like, instead of an American father playing ball with his son, they're, like, learning how to build pipe bombs? Well, like mean, it, It's it, like the family...
6: Can we go back to a look at what happened in... Um, you know, Czechoslovakia. Well, we used to be Czechoslovakia, uh, where you have Islamic groups fighting uh, Christian groups for over a thousand years, and holding blood feuds where they were like, you know, you killed my father 400 years ago, my great great grandfather, and they and they fought about it. Literally, these blood feuds that go family to family on yeah. two sides of the world. And go on forever. You study I that totally southern agree region. with
4: what he's saying and in terms of not knowing yet about these two people, but my suggestion was about going forward on how we can create that early warning system and its family and friends who uh, one of your other uh contributors was saying no, as, a, as opposed dropping to all these someone off around the street corner it's it, it, people need to be encouraged to say hey dude what's up exactly what's this going weird. on weird
2: all right well we have a lot of text messages coming in at 75759 our producer angelique tyree you want to let us know
1: what people are saying Sure. So we had one text from a, caller, from a listener who said, I feel all the news and attention about it actually creates and provokes others to commit the same terrible crimes because the notoriety, notoriety, notoriety we give these people. We always remember the criminal, not the victims. And that was from Jenny from Jersey. Another text came from Derek from Brooklyn, who said the brothers were on a high terrorist alert from Russia. Why wasn't there a red flag in the U.S. system about this?
2: Well, there was uh, Tamerlan was on a list, but apparently his name was spelled wrong, and that's how he was allowed to go back over there. But Elsie, you were trying to get in earlier. I'm sorry about that.
5: No, I I think you know another part of the aspect of this conversation, which I find very interesting, is the immigration aspect of it. That you know this entire conversation about immigration reform, about who gets the green card, who gets to say this gang of aid in D.C. right now that's trying to work on a bipartisan you know, deal to have immigration reform. So much of it is focused in on Latinos, on Mexicans, and we don't have a thorough conversation about things like people who overstay their visa, people who... Or these um, phony, these,
2: these so-called English schools for people that already know how to speak English that are using them as fronts to... Bring people in under these, uh, you know, to get student visas and overstay them for, and stay here to do whatever. Who knows?
5: Right? Exactly. And and so it's, I think it's, what I would like to see uh, Congress do with this, as, as they're barreling towards trying to make sure that each party is able to secure the Latino vote for president, that they also remember that this is about the safety of the United States as well, and that perhaps instead of allowing our cultural and sometimes racial bias to influence these decisions that are being made that we think about in terms of the concept and this concept of immigration and the process of keeping track with who's in this country who wasn't necessarily born in this country and what they're doing um, i think that the fact that we don't have this conversation about people who are coming in from european countries but they're so focused in on mexico um... it shows that we have this 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 bias that made us somewhat vulnerable to this kind of attack and will continue to do so until we address this issue of immigration more holistically and not just focusing on who's crossing the border south of us.
2: Elsie, uh, I know you have to go. We have to take a short break. Excellent point. I want to thank you so, so much for being with us. We really appreciate it. Elsie Granderson, CNN contributor. You see him on ESPN too. Thank you so much for being with us. We appreciate it.
5: Hey, thank you very much. Have a blessed morning.
2: All right, you too. We're going to continue with uh, John Cartier, Jeff Witt, and Stephen Hessen. And your telephone calls, Van Shuleman, Michael, Anthony, Matthew, Doug, everybody else that's on. Uh, hold. Just stay on hold. We'll get to your telephone calls and more text messages right after this. You're listening to Hot 97 Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Follow me on Twitter at Lisa Evers. Google Plus Lisa Evers. And remember, oh, you know, this weather always reminds you of summer jam season. It's it's on. It's official. Hot 97 summer jam tickets every hour weekend presented by Boost Mobile, the biggest hip-hop concert in the world. Happens Sunday, June 2nd at MetLife Stadium. Street Soldiers, we will be there. We will be there at the Festival Village. I will be there covering it for the Fox 5 News. Chris Brown is confirmed. Who else is going to be on that main stage? This is the 20th anniversary, so you know it's going to be unbelievable. Listen this Thursday at 4 p.m. for the full announcement. And you know when it happens in hip-hop, it happens right here on Hot 97.
0: I can't wait to get you on the just want tickets to go see Jay-Z and Justin Timberlake.
7: Jay-Z! <laughs> Jay-Z. Justin Timberlake.
8: Live. Oh, back at the right show. You're
9: going to be in the July 19th at Crazy.
8: Win passes to see Jay-Z and Justin Timberlake weekdays at 7.50 a.m. with us. The Cypher
0: Sounds of Rosenberg show with K Fox. And
9: again with me, Angie Martinez at 4.50 p.m. Hey, what's up, Tri-Stated to Girl Jay Medina, and I want to talk to you real quick about my experience with LASIK eye surgery. Now, you know I'm up all night with you, 12 to 5 a.m. every night, and I can't even tell you how many times I've come home so exhausted and tired that I've fallen asleep with my contacts on. Now, for anyone who wears contacts, you know just how painful that can be. I've woke up with my eyes red, swollen, and irritated, and let's face it, that's just not cute. So I had enough. I decided to do something about it, and I reached out to the offices of Dr. De La Russo. You have one chance with LASIK, so why not use the best doctors with the best technology? As a matter of fact, most LASIK Surgeons were trained by Dr. De La Russo. And did I mention it's painless? They use the latest, most gentle, pulse-free Allegretto laser. So what are you waiting for? With offices conveniently located in New York, Brooklyn, Long Island, and Northern New Jersey, you have no reason not to make that appointment. And if you're worried about costs, payments are so easy. With 24 months interest-free financing, you can't go wrong. It's a new year. Toss away those dated contacts and get with the new wave of LASIK with Dr. De La Russo. Call today at one eight hundred icare that's 800 393 2273 Or go to DelarussoLazervision.com. You won't be disappointed.
6: State Farm, this is Jessica. Hello, Jessica. Hello, Jerry Newman, my former State Farm policyholder. No,
9: this is Larry Newman, inquiring for a friend named,
0: uh, Harry, who wants to know about the discount double check.
6: Oh, sure. That's when we comb through your policies to make sure you're getting all the discounts you deserve.
0: Oh, that sounds glorious. Take me back, Jessica. Jerry. You've seen through my clever disguise.
6: The discount double check
0: could
2: save you hundreds. Ask a State Farm agent today. Get to a better state. Call 1-800 State
4: Farm today.
0: Woo-hoo! That's what I'm talking about. At Shell stations all over America, millions are saving big on Shell fuel through the Fuel Rewards Network program. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh! Just shop through FuelRewards.com and dine at participating restaurants to earn rewards. Then, swipe your Fuel Rewards Network card to save big at participating Shell Stations. Want to pay less for fuel? A lot less? Sign up free at FuelRewards.com. Restrictions apply. Limit 20 gallons per purchase per vehicle. For information on rewards expiration and other details, see FuelRewards.com. In New York, the comedy will be non-stop at the Big Apple Comedy Jam. May 4th in the Beacon Theater with Cheryl Underwood. I
9: know I got to wear makeup because without makeup, I look exactly like Westless Snipes.
0: Plus, Ernest J. When y'all make love to your woman, y'all need to role play. Y'all don't role play enough. Women like to play games in the bedroom. Yes, sir. Be a burglar. breaking your own house. Knock her out. Tommy Davidson. Black women moved a long way. Remember the straightening comb? Yeah, don't act like you don't. Used to sit on the stove next to the Crisco can. And Tony Rock. When well, we was a kid growing up, we didn't have like home insurance. My father used to tell us, listen, don't you tell nobody we don't have house insurance. We had fire extinguishers in every room. My father was like, listen, listen a fire break up, you don't run. No, you don't run. Y'all are all firefighters. May 4th in the Beacon Theater. Get tickets at Ticketmaster, the box office, online at Ticketmaster.com, or charge them 866 858 0008. Don't miss the Big Apple Comedy Jam. Be there. May 4th in the Beacon Theater.
6: This
3: spring, plant something
6: beautiful in your driveway. Introducing the Lincoln Certified Pre-Owned Spring Event. Right now, get 1.9% APR on a certified pre-owned Lincoln of your choice, which comes with the confidence of our six-year, 100,000-mile comprehensive warranty and amenities like 24-7 roadside assistance. The Lincoln Certified Pre-Owned Spring Event. Luxurious by any standards. Certified by ours. Not all buyers qualify for Lincoln Automotive Financial Services Limited Term Financing. Take delivery from dealer stock by 4-30-13. See dealer for qualifications, limited warranty, and details.
0: Progressive presents newest jam, Bundling will make you feel like the mayor of Savingsville. Bundle your home and auto together, and you'll feel like the mayor of Savingsville. Yes you will, a town
2: famous for the world. Puppy.
4: Bundle your home and auto together and save. Visit Progressive.com today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Home insurance underwritten by Homeside Group, Boston Mass, and other non-affiliated companies available in most states.
1: Summer Jam is on its way, and what better way to stay connected than with a new Android phone from Boost Mobile. They now have Android phones starting at less than 100 bucks. Pick up the Kyocera Hydro for $99.99, or choose from our awesome lineup of affordable Android phones like the Samsung GS2 or the LG Venice, and get access to a world of apps, games, and mobile on Google Play to help you stay more connected to your world and your music. So call one 4 BOOST1 for BOOST mobile store locations to get one now. If you smoke, listen up. Logic, the most trusted brand in premium
0: electronic cigarettes with revolutionary breakthrough technology. One Logic eCig is equal to two packs. Only $9.95. Available everywhere. Visit logicecig.com.
3: Logic. Logic.
0: Yeah, yeah, what up, what up, what up This is Styles P the Ghost And this this is Street Soldiers With Lisa Evers Real issues Real Real politics politics, And real real people Only on Hot 97 97. Yeah, Yeah. Ghost Ghost told told you you so
2: and real live. Welcome back to Hot 97 Street Soldiers. I'm Lisa Evers. Follow me on Twitter at Lisa Evers Google Plus. And also, we're taking your telephone calls, which I'm going to get to in just a moment. 1-800-223-9797. What makes a person turn to terrorism? This is what we're focusing on in the aftermath of the Boston Marathon bombings. This week, Police Commissioner Kelly, Mayor Bloomberg, telling us that after they had done that bombing, they still had explosives in the car that they hijacked and they were aiming to come to New York to Times Square, but they couldn't because they didn't have enough gas. And that's what spared us this time around. But what makes somebody who seems normal in every way turn to this kind of destructive behavior and and actually become a cold-blooded killer? That's what we're asking you right now. 1-800-223- 9797. Hit us up with a text 75759. With us in studio, John Cartier. His brother James Cartier was killed in the September 11th terror attacks. And John is the president of the American Brotherhood Motorcycle. Club. It's a diverse group that came together to keep the memory of 9-11 alive. Also with us is Jeff Witt. He's a former U.S. Army um, Psychological Operations with Special Forces. He was on the Counterterrorism Task Force at Fort Bragg during 9-11. And on the phone with us is Stephen Hassan. He's a mind control expert. His website is freedomofmind.com. His book is called, latest book, Freedom of Mind, Helping Loved Ones Leave Controlling People, Cults, and beliefs. And let me get to the phones because we have people that have been hanging on for a very long time. Uh, Vin from the Bronx, go right ahead. Vin? Yeah, I'm here. I know you've been hanging out for a long time. Thank you for joining us. What's your question or comment?
8: Um, The question is, well, I, I did speak to you prior, Lisa, but um, one thing I want to get straight listening to the whole conversation is if these kids were actually on the FBI terrorist watch, why would they let go so easily? I mean, terrorism is such a big thing, you know.
2: So, yeah. my, okay, my well, only question uh, is, go ahead. No, your your question is if this Tamerlan was on a, was on a watch list. Why did they let him go back over to Russia? Absolutely.
6: Yes, there's okay. actually an easy answer. To that that list is extremely large, and a lot of things set off flags. I mean, there's uh, thousands
2: know, of names on. Yeah, it, right? and
6: I don't know if you remember, but there were like CNN, like well-known cnn people who are contributors and people who actually work for cnn that ended up on that list you know you know there's a lot of ways that people end up on that list and there's a lot of names to clean up um so that a lot of people you know pass through and i think you said there was a misspelling as well
2: right there was a misspelling that's why they allowed him to go back let's go to uh michael from the bronx right now michael hi you're on hot 97 go right ahead
6: Hi,
8: Lisa and everyone. Here's a very crucial, interesting question. Now, much of the people in Congress that kept saying we have to stop the terrorists, we have to find ways to stop um, all these um, terrorist attacks, are the same ones in which, after the Boston bombings, forty-eight to seventy-two hours later, defeated all kinds of gun safety reform and ammunition reform. And they have not given a valid um, explanation or excuse whatsoever. Does anyone else see something wrong there and who is really, how should I say this, harboring, if that's the word they want to use, harboring terrorists directly or indirectly through this kind of negligence, to say the
2: least. All right. Well, let's ask him because you, Michael. I'm glad you brought up that point because that gun control and we had talked about the legislation uh, the Sunday before that it failed to pass the Senate. So the question is, do we would 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 tighter gun control have kept guns out of these guys' hands? I'm Anna.
3: gonna have to chime in here with this because you know uh, when you had two terrorists running around uh, the streets of Boston, um, Boston went on went on lockdown. So. The Second Amendment provides the citizens of this country to protect themselves and their families. Uh, The Second Amendment has nothing to do with hunting or anything else. So you have two terrorists running around. Everybody's in lockdown. In my opinion, you know, taking the guns away from honest tax-paying citizens is not the answer. no, No way. They should be able to arm themselves, protect themselves, and be able to fight against these terrorists if they had to.
2: All right, let's go to uh, Anthony from Brooklyn. Anthony, hi, you're on Hot 97. Go right ahead.
8: Yeah, peace, Lisa. Peace. Peace, Michael. Listen, I lived it myself. I was there the morning of September 11th, 11th, well, 12 years ago, and I got out of there 16 minutes before the first plane hit. So I volunteered to be a part of that cleanup, that humongous undertaking. I got subject to Jim Crow in the new millennium by the white man for talking back and telling the truth. The the lobby came. First responders were not entitled to relief. We were paid volunteers. So to show my patriotism, I should have went to the store and bought a pair.
2: All right, I, Anthony. <laughs> I think you wanted. I thought you wanted to talk about what makes people turn radical.
8: I'm. I I just identified it by. Me personally, as a black man, I was subject to Jim Crow in the new millennium.
2: All right, so let let me see what Stephen Hassan has to say about that. Okay, Stephen, what, what about the? Are there trigger events? Like, for example, with the there was a lot of talk about uh, Tamerlan, the 26-year-old bombing suspect, that he was a boxing champion. He was apparently golden gloves in Boston, a very, very good boxer, and that because of a domestic violence because of a domestic violence arrest that he had with his wife. He wasn't able to get his citizenship, and then because of that, he wasn't able to tour, you know, to represent the United States for Olympic boxing. There was, I mean, there was this
4: whole I story the about bigger, that. The bigger uh, issue was that uh, rules were made in the boxing commission to not let non, you know, resident Americans compete in the boxing events. So I think it was it was not actually, as I understand it, related to that. I want to just talk about what we know about social psychology, what we know about influence, uh, that, we, that, that there are numerous studies that have been done, the Ash Conformity Study, the Milgram Obedience Study, the Zimbardo Prison Study, that shows that human beings are very susceptible to influence. If you can control their environment, control the authority figures who are giving them messages, people can be made to adopt alien beliefs and therefore do very strange and illegal and criminal actions like harming innocent men, women, and children. Um, I'd like to.
2: So, do you believe these extremists? And and I and I want to point out too. I mean, the the religion of Islam. There's billions of people around the world. Two billion, I think about that. Almost two billion. One point six. Almost almost two almost two billion that um, practice it. The, the group that is responsible for these extreme for this. Uh, terrorism is a very small minority of extremists, but very you know very considerable, even a small percentage of that number is is something that we need to reconcile is to consider but stephen do are they being brainwashed to become terrorists? Are they well, being I, influenced? I,
4: I actually do believe that uh, there is an extremist element within Islam that teaches Wahhabism. Uh, I may be mispronouncing it Wahhabism. Uh, that c- talks about we're in a war and they want to basically take over the planet and make everybody um, uh, subjected to the laws, uh, to Sharia laws. I'd like to just e- e- say that I uh, did an interview on my website with a former Iranian terrorist member, uh, MEK, who says that in terms of fighting uh, terrorist cults like the ones that we're discussing, uh, there should be not just a civil trial when someone is, is captured, if they're, they're claiming that they're doing it for uh, global jihad. There should be a Sharia law trial conducted by moderate Muslims condemning these people to hell because, in, in his uh, understanding of the Quran and other uh, Islamic uh, clerics that I've spoken with, the Quran specifically prohibits anyone from harming children and women. Uh, and that those people should go to hell for doing that.
2: I guess it's who's, who who's interpreting what. Okay, let's go to uh, let's go to uh, Candice right now from Austin. Hey, Candace. Hi. Hi. You're in Austin. Where? Oh, Austin Austin, New, New York. Okay, go right ahead.
8: It's not the terror. It's not the um, parents. It's not the kids. It's the parents that have the kids with the door closed.
2: Okay, all right, Candice, I think we lost you right there. Let's go to uh, Matthew right now from Staten Island. Matthew, hi, you're on Hot 97. Go right ahead. Hi,
8: Lisa. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. How are you? All right. I, I just had a few comments. I think um, I think it's, it's definitely, at the end of the day, you're a product of your environment. I mean, they have recorded tapes of, of this uh, kid's mother talking jihad to him and talking about it to him. So, I mean, if you're raised, it's like anything else. But to go off base a little bit, I think a big problem in this country is You know, I grew up as an inner-city youth in in the city of New York, and there's no opportunities for these kids. Not the way that the foreigners come here and get the opportunities. These kids get open-ended scholarships to all kinds of colleges. They become doctors. They become lawyers. And then you have kids that grow up on the streets. That can't get any help. Uh, I, I ha- and I, I have
2: to tell you, I have to tell you when I found this week when I got when we got the statement at Fox Five News, the statement from the Massachusetts Department of Health and Human Services confirming the entire family had been receiving public assistance, and that Tamerlan and his wife, who was working all these jobs, that they had been receiving assistance until just late last year. That that kind of uh, that shocked me because I know how many people in our area are really struggling and could use a little help with rent or use a little help with food for their families Families? Oh, so yeah, absolutely. You, you know, there's, I mean, there's
8: here I there. am. I, I, I work 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I'm a plumber out here on Staten Island. And, you know, I'm struggling. I have three kids, and I'm struggling to pay my bills. And then I go into a supermarket, and you have a person that drives up in a Mercedes-Benz or a Lexus, and they're swiping benefit cards.
6: <laughs>
0: exactly.
8: There's, there's a problem with that. I mean, they're taking $600 a week from me in taxes.
1: Right. I so hear you. And, like and, these, and these
6: people
8: are just swiping cards all over the place. Supermarkets, four dollars $500, dollars Hagen Listen, I'm not against people that really need it. I know. But you know, they're abusing the system. No, and they're abusing the system and there's people
2: country. here that are that are, are born here that are, are struggling. There's students, there's young families, there's single mothers, there's single dads, there's there's just single people that there's people that are really trying to you know, trying to make it and could use a little bit of that that kind of help. Thank you very much for the call. Jeff,
6: do you Thank want to you. say something on that? No, yeah, I was just well, gonna say there are several countries like um, Bermuda, Grand Cayman, Switzerland, even Dubai. You have to have a certain amount of income and be able to show that you can support yourself before you can become a citizen or even get residency or even stay a long time in those places.
2: Right. Other people at other places have stricter requirements. I think this is, you know, maybe what LZ said. It's like we have to look at when we're talking about immigration. This is not just people coming across the border in Texas. You know, or New Mexico, this is, this is a global issue, all this kind of undercover uh, immigration that's going on. But
4: I'd also like to say, Lisa, that there's a, a cult called FLDS, the Fundamentalist Latter-day Saints, of Warren Jeffs, who's in jail for uh, marrying uh, young girls, underage girls, to men in his cult. And they have tens of thousands of people who are on public assistance. For me, it's not just an immigration issue. It's a whole—we're really messed up in this country and confused that religion does not give the freedom for people to use deception and mind control and violate the the laws of the land.
2: No, exactly. Let's go to Frederick from Albany right now. Frederick, hi, you on Hot 97. Go right ahead.
8: Hi, good morning. Thank
2: you for the
4: opportunity.
2: Thank Um, you. My
8: question is— why do we believe why do we always take the take the media it, what the media tells us is biblical. We never question the government. The, gov, the government only lets lets us to know what they want us to know. What's beneficial for them? For example, like the whole Elvis impersonator. Um they told us that this guy Are you was, talking
2: about the he, Rice and the uh the, the the Rice and threat, right?
8: Yeah, the this guy yeah, the Elvis impersonator. Um the government told us this guy is guilty and we run with that we believe this guy is guilty. Um the two brothers who we choose um, we, everyone's saying that these guys are saints. Everyone's saying these guys are good guys. Only people telling us these guys are not good guys is the government. So a lot of never question the government. We're just running what the government
3: says. Why can't we believe that Well, the government? well it's not just the government what, that's saying... Cannot, why can't yeah, there's a little bit more... Yeah, Frederick,
2: the case against the, the Tsarnaevs is a little bit stronger than just the government saying it. There's video, there's, there's
3: a lot of, of other things. There's video of them throwing bombs at police officers, there's I'll photographs. I'm good to at Photoshop, too. I didn't see the video of them. Uh, Photoshop
6: and video editing equipment are two completely different things. I have a lot of experience with that. It's very hard without some serious knowledge of animation. And we're talking about something that couldn't be done in a couple of days, even if you had the best video game graphic artist working on it. So, no, that's not even a possibility.
2: It's okay, but his point about we should question what we hear and try to find out as much as possible. Um, Angelique, Andrew, anything happening with the text messages there? I think we got a lot of messages coming in from people. Yes. Well, Angelique, I can tell you that um, there, there are the people who... Oh, hold, hold, on, hold on one second, Angela. Go ahead,
4: Stephen. I was just going to say that there are people who are talking conspiracy theories that this whole thing was concocted by the U.S. government, just like the, the, the conspiracy theory that 9-11 was, was done by the Jews and the CIA. It's absolutely absurd and ridiculous. However, on the Internet, unless there's really strong countervailing uh, voices, you know explaining how ridiculous this is unfortunately a lot of people are believing stuff that they're reading on the Well, Internet. I
2: think also, too, that if you follow, and I say this as a news reporter, so if, you, if you're if you following it every day and you're dealing with original sources, you have a different picture than if you're just reading this once in a while and and looking at a few right. things that have been cherry-picked, you know, to, to form some particular theory. Stephen, hang on one second. Angelique Tyree, our producer, our, our text messages are going crazy here, and I want to give give our audience a chance to, to chime in on this. Angelique?
1: Sure. So one listener stated when Caucasians shoot a movie theater full of people or a school for innocent children. They're just having a bad day. It's never considered an act of terror. But when people outside of this country do a a vicious act to avenge the bloodshed America has spilled, we call it terrorism. And another caller had stated, Joe from Seasaw, uh, Seaside Heights has stated, these people will never stop. We need to stop the coverage of the bombers. It almost makes them feel famous, and it's horrible. We need to start closing our borders and really take a step forward from where we are now.
2: All right. I want to I come on that point, you know, address that point that you just raised, and, and thank you to everyone texting us at 75759. What about, I thought about that, too. I mean, this has been wall-to-wall coverage of these, you know, of these attacks, the aftermath, this 19-year-old survived. Is he going to become the poster boy, the you know, the poster guy, Jahar, for, you know, all these other would-be terrorists? I mean, he's like 19 years old. I'm the baddest. I mean.
4: Well, we'll find out. I hope we will use him. Lisa, if in fact he is not a jihadist but was just basically influenced by his brother to do these horrible acts, I hope we use him as a, a you know videotape messages to the planet to other young people, not to just follow anybody blindly, but to use critical thinking and reality testing.
2: What Jeff, what about the the, the his image and the his ability to be used for propaganda?
6: Well, that's kind of what I did in the military was propaganda and um, the purpose of of terrorism isn't actually to see the body count, they're they're very happy to see the body count when they can get it but it's actually to cause fear the word terror and um, the fact that we broadcast it over and over and over again um, is not the danger actually is not the danger the fact that we broadcast it over and over again in a way that causes fear sometimes are right around the corner. They can come and get you. This is everywhere in America now. That's the message they want out there. That's the exact message that they want out there. Well, we we can still broadcast this stuff and still be responsible media persons um, by simply making it more of an aggressive, uh, be more vigilant. You know, get the message out that you know we need to all take a part and stop showcasing the fear aspect of it because that's what they want. That's yeah. Um, let's
4: showcase the heroism. There Let's you go. Showcase the victims.
6: Showcase the victims and, and the sadness that goes along with that and showcase the heroism of the Boston police force. I've never seen a United States civilian force act that incredibly. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the way they shut down that city, the way they... they Those guys, by all respects, had five days to get out, four or five days to get out, and they were still able to contain them and keep them locked down. Um, it may have been bad planning on
4: but if i can say as a bostonian who was part of the bl- lockdown um, it was the it was the homeowner when the lockdown was over who went outside and saw that is the sheet on his boat his prize boat and
2: right then, and,
3: again and it's, it's we, the people that i think we actually we could have used our
4: citizens better in terms of tracking this guy I, john I, what I really about that well, that well
3: I, you know i just want to touch base on on the imagery of of what happened i just don't think it's going to serve the victims by uh, suppressing the realities of what they went through. You know, I could tell you from my own experiences with the loss of my brother, you know, suppressing the truth, which is the imagery of the buildings coming down. My brother was alive 20 minutes before the building. Uh, the towers came down. We know that to be fact because we spoke to him. And I don't, I don't ever... Um, Candy code, the realities that my family and I go through on a daily basis. I know, I know that my brother was probably looking out that window of the World Trade Center on 105th floor of the South Tower when that building came down. You know, the victims that are now going to deal with the aftermath of everything they went through, you know, the rest of the American public has to realize they're going through what they're going through because terrorists brought their game to the streets of our country. And if you want to suppress that, You know, I don't think that that's going to do them any justice because sooner or later it's just going to be, all right, a couple of people that are injured, you're still alive, we lost four people. It can't go that way. we got to make sure that these victims, we lost four people, the police officer and and three other people, an eight-year-old boy, these imageries have to be out there because the truth has to happen we got people saying that it you know it may or may not have happened you know it's it's already starting and i've dealt with that since 9-11 and still deal with it today
6: that's got to make you angry it does make me... Yeah, noise. but I don't like,
4: like uh, New York came together after nine eleven. Boston is coming together.
6: And I, I want to clarify, I in no way ever want to say that they shouldn't get this. the messages out there. What I'm afraid of is, is the exact same thing that the Russians wanted when we had a problem with them back in the 50s and 40s and 30s. The whole Reds are under our beds kind of thing. I, I don't think we need to create that kind of fear in the media. And sometimes I get the impression that some journalists do that and that's really the but
2: there, but there has to be an awareness there i mean has this, to be an awareness. this this aspect of terrorism is now a part of our lives right
3: absolutely i mean absolutely. It's, it's just
2: like you think about okay yeah you know what if i if i have a hot new phone somebody might steal it on the train you're you're wary about that now you got to be wary about wait a minute nobody's nobody's near that bag
6: no one no one in new york leaves a bag unattended that's why right. things like see something say something right uh education is going to be the way out of this thing I not mean, fear.
3: growing up in new york i've been in new york my whole life i grew up in queens we ran around the streets we live in a changed world today i got on i get on the e-train you're looking around you're looking around who's around you, what has he got in his hand. You know, I mean, you're, you're, you're doing what's got to be done. Now, Boston, Boston's going to be like us. Boston's going to look around, and they're going to see knapsacks, and they're going to, they're you know, so, they're, they're changed forever now, too. They're going to have to be where I, we all are. I, I,
4: i just like to get, I know we're towards the end of, of yes, our Stephen, time. Stephen, like you have I, I 30 to seconds. About, just say that we need to use ex-jihadis who've been radicalized, who have woken up and realized that this, this uh, primitive ideology, this black and white us versus them, we are doing Allah's work, needs to be countered, and, and it's the former jihadis who can do it best. And I want to hear from the Islamic community, and I want a, I want um, these former members to be speaking out. In, in, in well, Stephen, if you find a, if you everyone. find
2: a former jihadi who wants to speak out, I we have, we have them. Well, I'm going to contact you after the show because we'd love to get him on. Listen, okay. we're out of time, unfortunately, but I want to thank all of our guests for being with us. Stephen Hassan, he's a mind control expert. Check his website out, FreedomOfMind.com. His book is Freedom of Mind: Helping Loved Ones Leave Controlling Behavior, Cults, and Beliefs. Jeff Witt, former U.S. Army, psych. Um, Operations Special Forces. He was on the counterterrorism task force at Fort Bragg during 9-11. And John Cartier, his brother James Cartier, was killed in the September 11th terror attacks. And John is the president of the American Brotherhood Motorcycle Club, a diverse group that came together to keep the memory of 9-11 alive. We had LZ Granderson from CNN on earlier with us on the phone as well. I want to thank all of our guests for being with us. For this episode of Street Soldiers, which was made hot for you by The Arc, Be in the know. New Jersey wants you to know alcohol and pregnancy don't mix. Get educated at beinthenownj.org. And I want to let you know, next Sunday morning at 9 o'clock, we are back live. We're going to be talking about this whole epidemic of bullying are these websites that post videos of people getting beaten down especially the girls of these fights that are taking place in schools in parks on the streets at restaurants are these websites actually encouraging this kind of behavior what is it like if you're a 14 year old girl and you're beaten up because the other girls think you're too pretty we're going to talk about that so if you have a situation with bullying and it's not just teens and kids it can happen in the workplace as well it can happen Among groups of friends... If you have been in a bullying situation, if you're part of a program, a peer counselor to deal with bullying and would like to participate on the show, please hit me up with an email, Lisa at Hot97.com. That's Lisa at Hot97.com. We'd like to talk with you. We're going to be talking about the problem, why it seems to be exploding. We're also going to be talking about what some of the solutions are. So if you're involved with that issue and want to come on and talk about it, please hit me up, Lisa at Hot97.com. That's Lisa at Hot97.com. And I want to say thank you to our Vice President for Programming, Ebro, our Assistant Program Director, Carly Hussle, our Senior Marketing Director, Denisha Benjamin, and my whole Hot 97 Street Soldiers crew, Executive Producer, Tone Capone, Associate Producer, Angelique Tyree, and Joe Connor, Production Supervisor, Andrew Varis, our Board op TJ, the one and only. And uh, I want to thank you all for helping us make this show possible each and every week. Please check me out on the Fox 5 News at 6 and 10 tonight. And at 5 o'clock and 10 o'clock during the week, follow me on Twitter at... At Lisa Evers Google Plus, you can see where I'm at. You can see what the story's all about. You can get the information if you follow me on Twitter and Google Plus. You'll get it before it even goes out on the news. Have a great week, everybody! Remember, use your mind; it's your best weapon. I hope it's your only weapon. I'm Lisa Evers. Push for peace.
0: Sunday, June 2nd at MetLife Stadium, we get hot 97 Summer Jam rocking with the festival stage. New York City! This is the ultimate showcase of up and coming New York hip hop. Check out the lineup this year. This is ASAP Third from Harlem. Joey Bad, Pro era Brooklyn Stand. Oh. It's your Boy V. Chase. Harlem's very young. Oh, they got bands,
7: Spanish Harlem represent. This is Action Bronson. Yes, the Kush God Smoke Desert. It's your dope boy, Choy Air, VK representative. It
0: all kicks off at 2 p.m. You'll need a Hot 97 Summer Jam ticket to get into the Festival Village. Presented by Boost Mobile. Be heard. Made hot by HotNewHipHop.com. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster. Yo, Tron State Funk Flex doing what I do. Best some serious car talk, you heard? Sansone Auto Mall 0% event is here. 4,000 vehicles, 0% financing all April long. Hyundai, Toyota, Nissan, Jeep, every vehicle from all 10 brands on the lot. 0% financing. Plus, get Sansone's $2,500 bonus check towards any new purchase with guaranteed financing. Only during the 0% event at Sansone Auto Mall, Route 1 in Woodbridge, or SansoneAuto.com. <laughs> Western beef where you shop much more for less Check out this week's specials Western beef, oil gallon or canela rice 20 pound rice, $4.99 Nabisco Ritz crackers 15.1 ounce, $1.99 Briar's ice cream, 48 ounce Two for $5 Red ripe strawberries, 1 pound, $1.99 Turn up the grills Fresh chicken, quartered leg, 59 cents a pound Skirt steak, 4 dollars a pound Western beef, nothing but fresh, baby Hey fans, New York Yankees flex plans are now
4: available, starting at just $90. Pick out the games that fit your schedule and save. You can create your own customized plan that gives you access to premium games at a discounted price. Purchase your flex plans today at Yankees.com. Call 212-YANKEES or email season tickets at Yankees.com. Again, log on to Yankees.com today.
3: The 2013 New York Yankees, a timeless legacy.